Hi, we're the Goo Goo Dolls. We're fortunate that our daughters have what they need to grow and learn. But that isn't the case for nearly 13 million kids in the U.S. that struggle with hunger. Childhood hunger is a heartbreaking reality that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and provides it to families and children in need. You can help kids in need in your community by visiting feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm your host, Mark Stenson. In addition to these podcast interviews, I facilitate patient-doctor listening research known as Innovate Groups. These panels have four patients and four doctors and provide an opportunity to observe and improve the interactions that lie at the heart of effective health care. I've created an ebook on this Innovate Group method, and I'd like to offer you a download It includes real-life case studies to underscore the power of better patient-doctor listening. So visit biosciencebridge.com to download your ebook, Innovate Group Revolutions. Now, before I welcome today's guest, here's a familiar voice on an important health topic. Welcome to The Patient Speak, healthcare innovations accelerating the patient journey. Featuring interviews with healthcare leaders and patient advocates, Here's your host, best-selling author, Mark Stinson. Welcome back, friends and colleagues, to the latest season and newest series of interviews in our podcast, The Patients Speak. And I'm so glad today to be talking with a guest who's going to bring us up to date in some of the digital health innovations in the areas of data analytics and software development and how we can impact the patient's journey. And I want to welcome R.J. Kedziora. R.J., welcome to the show. Mark, thanks for having me. And his company is Extenda Solutions. And R.J., you are involved in this digital health uh, sector, this uh, development of data analytics and software. But I guess I wanted to start with what was the patient insight that is really driving your company? Uh, what are you hearing from patients that say we could be served better by the digital health offerings that are out there. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Mark. We got our start about 20 years ago, developing diabetes management solutions, um, particularly in military healthcare. And, and what we learned over the years is it, it, diabetes and other chronic conditions are very much uh, can be managed by your behaviors as, as a patient, as a person with diabetes, the better off you can manage your health and the better off you're going to be. You're going to improve your well-being. And as time has progressed and technology has progressed, it used to be very difficult to manage uh, your blood glucose and measure your blood glucose, measure your blood pressure, your heart rate. But technology over the last few decades has just advanced significantly with continuous glucose monitoring. Now, it's very easy to know and understand how your body is reacting to what is going on. So you can understand how what you eat influences your condition, how what your exercise, how you sleep, stress levels, all of those things come into how you as a person with diabetes or other chronic conditions can influence your overall healthcare and well-being. Mm-hmm. And what insight would you give then to the healthcare researchers and the pharma developers that says, armed with this knowledge then, what can we do to develop better treatments? 
The big thing now is there is a plethora of data. There is so much data out there now. CGMs have gone from 15 minutes to five minutes to one minute types of reading. So you're just generating lots and lots of data. You're understanding more and more about that condition. So you have to bring together that biometric, that data with the behavioral information. How is the person feeling with also the clinical information? So trying to create a comprehensive picture of that patient and their experience, understanding their journey at an individual level and even at, at population levels, how can you make impacts on that? And from a technology perspective, the more you can have it fade into the background, the better off that person's going to be. I do a lot of physical activity and training for, for various different races and overwhelmed myself years ago on the amount of data that I was able to generate. And, and so while I don't have diabetes, it's similar to that experience. You can generate all sorts of data and it can be overwhelming. So how do you support the patient in that journey? Mm-hmm. And from a software development perspective, the software developers, the designers that are creating that solution, and we work with the patients, with the healthcare providers to better understand that journey. So very early on, what are they looking for in in terms of of technology and and support? And there's a legendary story about uh, Steve Jobs said the people don't really know what they want. They can't articulate technology and so forth. And I think about this in digital health. Uh, If you talk to patients, they may or may not understand the story you just told about all the data that can and and would be created. How, How do we as the patients begin to understand how this technology can serve and can improve the journey. Mm-hmm. I think first you have you do have to embrace it. You start using this uh, technology to better understand it. It's for people such as ourselves to develop the better solutions to provide value from that data. So it's one thing to just see a trace of your glucose information or a history of your blood pressure information. But what is important about that? How do we get the patient to engage with those changing behaviors, to to eat better, to exercise more, to make an impact on their life? Um, A lot of application development these days talks about gamification and how do you encourage patients to improve behaviors? I think more it's about engagement. How do you get them to want to be engaged in in being part of their healthcare story. Here in the U.S. healthcare, we have a a sick care system. We need to move to preventive health, to to a well care system. And a big part of that is having patients be champions of their own health. Yes. And if we think about the R&D side of things, uh, as we look at drug developers, drug researchers, how is this helping I I guess the engagement, I'll I'll take your word because I think it's a good one as it applies to uh, clinical trials, uh, drug discovery. How is this going to improve the patient's engagement in drug research? Mm -hmm. There's a a relatively new classification of, of software and mobile applications out there called digital therapeutics. So there's the general category of digital health applications. And there's probably around 300,000, depending on what count you look at, And the difference between digital health and digital therapeutics is is the difference between vitamins 
and actual prescribed drugs. Whereas a vitamin has you know, anecdotal data, some light clinical trial, but really hasn't been proven or, or validated, approved by the FDA or other global regulatory bodies. A vitamin is, is analogous, analogous to digital health applications. But then you have actual medications that are prescribed by physicians. They've gone through extensive clinical trials, lots of documentation around them, lots of review, peer-reviewed clinical research, approval by the FDA. And those medications are prescribed by doctors. And that's what digital therapeutics are. It's an elevated level of a digital health application. The, the developers of those systems have gone out and proven through clinical trials, in a lot of cases, randomized controlled trials, the gold standard, and, and taking those to market. So now where a provider can prescribe this application to you to help improve your health and wellness, and it gets reimbursed by the insurance companies. So the model shifting there to, to allow software developers, companies to, to go down that route. Yes. And it's really adding to think of it as multimodal treatment approaches. Just no one drug is going to treat anything or one device is going to cure you. But really that we're going to take a bunch of directions here to try to impact overall health. It sounds like that's where digital therapeutics can make an, a, a meaningful addition. Yes. There's no, in software, we call it a silver bullet. There's no silver bullet. And there's no one solution that is going to help everybody. So how, how do you take the different approaches to, to solve these challenges? Yes. And I think then back to what the patient insight is. When you're in meetings, when you're working with collaborators and healthcare companies of all kind, what kind of patient insights are you bringing to the table that says those companies might have their patient uh, research or their market research, but you say, let me add to this. What engagement opportunity is there with digital health? What, what are you bringing? Mm -hmm. I, digital health very much focuses on the device that a person might be wearing to measure some biometric data but also ties in very heavily with your mobile phone. <laughs> and as you well know now, your mobile phone, you just always have it as a part of your life. So it's a new way to engage with the patient. As you are going throughout your daily life now, what food are you eating? What are your pain levels? You're standing in line at a supermarket. Are you experiencing pain in that moment? And by tracking that data and being able to review it later on, you have a much better overview of your life and where your challenges are. Mm -hmm. So really bringing it in, into the moment. How do you impact that patient in the moment, I guess, is the key. Yes. And what obstacles are you seeing to, on the one hand, patients embracing this, but on the other, healthcare professionals embracing this? We get a lot of feedback from medical professionals about how, like you said, all the data we're creating all this data. I'm putting everything in the electronic health record. What am I supposed to do with all of this? It is definitely a challenge and emphasize with the patient and the provider, because there's a lot of patients that are out there that are starting to embrace this technology and want to share it with their healthcare provider, get that feedback, bring them and make them a part of the team and, and share the information. But you as a physician, as a healthcare provider, 
can only handle so many systems, so many applications, so many logins to various websites. So it, it's on people such as myself, other software developers to integrate their so these solutions into the workflow of, of the medical record system to just make it part of the experience of, of providing healthcare. Mm -hmm. and, and not only just showing data, dumping data, but pointing out to that healthcare professional the important pieces of information. Where are the places you can engage with that patient? I use the example of a second ago of I'm standing in line and I'm experiencing pain in my left foot. I've been standing there. That's a point in time where the provider can then engage with the patient as they're reviewing their experience over, say, the last two weeks. It's like, okay, you have diabetes. Do you potentially have an issue here that we have addressed? Because you're telling me you're having more and more pain as you are standing. Is that something that we need to look at? Mm -hmm. And thinking internally then, RJ, about the rest of the team at Estenda, you know, how do you keep the patient's voice in front of the team? We're not just doing this for the data. We're not just doing this for the analytics. We're not just creating software. We're trying to improve patient care. How do you keep that mission, that level of uh, engagement to your team? Mm -hmm. I, I think two things that, that we do. One, strong emphasis on, on the idea of empathy. And we train our team members when we onboard people in, into the company or into projects, provide them with medical training about the condition. There's just so much information that is available on the internet. So the designers, the developers, the testers, the more they can understand about that person's experience with the condition that we're trying to make an impact on, not just from the medical, but from that experience perspective. Lots of people out there are very willing to share their information. So if you're dealing with someone with diabetes or multiple sclerosis or lupus, any of these conditions, there are people out there that are telling your stories. So making sure we share those with the members of the team to really help educate them and better understand why they're doing what they're doing. And from a recruitment perspective, it's, it's always nice to be able to say, yes, we are doing things that are helping other people. And that's the second part that we really emphasize is the idea of helping from a software development perspective of developing that application. You're not developing it for you. You are developing it for the patient, for that healthcare provider. So you have to constantly keep that in mind. And as part of our professional development plan and review process, we incorporate that idea of being helpful. Like we specifically ask you, how are you being helpful? And it, it goes even from the, the coding perspective. When you write a comment, how is that comment going to be helpful to the next person? So it really is pervasive throughout the organization. I want to really put a pause button and, and rewind and underline something that you said about empathy. And you're really helping debunk a myth. So I want to pause here that maybe software developers and data analysts, the analyst word doesn't always have a lot of empathy behind it. But you're really trying to underscore how is this going to help somebody? that there's a person on the other end of this software, this app. Tell us a little bit more about that and how that's really, and you've spoke about a development opportunity, but if it's not what innate in the person, can it be taught? 
Can you instill more empathy and more understanding and more helpfulness? I think we can. And you're right. Software development as a, a general classification, general study. Yeah, not trying to broad brush anybody, yeah, but you, very, you know very, what I'm yeah, saying. Very broadly. I started out with in software development myself and very broadly. Yes, d- developers can get in a rut and just start thinking, okay, this is how I'm doing it. But you are not the user. So, yeah, I, I think you can train and encourage and provide that constant feedback as part of the process to help build that empathy, that understanding. And as you do as a developer, as a designer, even as a tester, understand that patient's journey, that it becomes meaningful. Very good. RJ, I can't thank you enough for being on the show. My guest has been RJ Kedziora. His company is Estenda Solutions, software development and data analytics and all sorts of digital apps. RJ, maybe you could leave us with a thought about how these digital tools are going to improve and even accelerate the patient's journey to wellness. Yeah, I think they're going to, you've seen the progression over the years, but these tools and technology are going to fade into the background. They're just going to be part of your experience. 10, 15 years ago, nobody really played with smartphones. Now nobody thinks about having a a smartphone. Um, There's a bigger movement of of care at home. How do you support somebody at home? And it's not necessarily a camera watching that person, but sensors in in the bed to understand the person got out of bed, that they opened the, the closet door, that they opened the refrigerator, they turned on the coffee machine. These are very passive monitoring capabilities. And the rest of this technology is just going to become passive and just part of life and provide with AI. We haven't talked about AI, but there's a whole nother podcast on AI. (laughs) The capabilities that are coming around due to the advancements in in AI. So I think it's an exciting future um, in in terms of better understanding the patient and and their journey and helping them out to uh, wellness. Oh, very good. Great to get to know you, uh, RJ, and thanks for sharing more about your work. I really appreciate it. I'm Mark Stenson. Join us again next time as we continue our conversations with healthcare executives, patient advocates, uh, medical providers, even the researchers developing new therapies about what we need to hear when the patients speak. Thanks for listening to The Patients Speak, healthcare innovations accelerating the patient journey with best-selling author Mark Stinson. Our podcast is hosted on Captivate.fm, so you can listen wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now so you won't miss an episode of The Patients Speak. This podcast is produced by BSB Media. We also host another show you might enjoy, Unlocking Your World of Creativity. It's a top-rated podcast featuring interviews with creators around the world. We help you gain the confidence and connections to launch your creative work out into the world. Look for Unlocking Your World of Creativity on your favorite podcast app.